Hola amigos, sean bienvenidos una vez más a este su programa Hopi. Es en inglés, vato. Es en inglés. Ah, oh, es en inglés. Ah, sí, Acuérdate cierto. Que estamos en tour, no podemos hablar de que en, en, en portugués, entonces vamos a tener que hablar en inglés, hermano. Oh, es verdad. Hey, guys. Sorry, sorry, guys. <laughs> Welcome everyone going? to this new episode of Happy Hour now in English. Uh, this is kind of weird. Second episode. <laughs> second, second episode in English. Episode. Yeah, remember we talked with Daniel in in in, in English. Nah, it was in Spanglish. It's, it's, have... it's Spanglish. We're not gonna <laughs> do uh, Portuguese, English, Spanish. <laughs> for for two. Portuguese, Brazil, Brazil English. I don't know. They maybe they can. Mexicanish. Yeah, they they have the correct term, but you know this is our first stop on this Latin America tour. Uh, we're really excited. Um, a little bit nervous because we don't tend to do this in English, but we're excited and we're ready for this. How are you feeling, so? I'm feeling pretty confident. Uh, Mostly nothing. I want to welcome both our new members. Uh, they're part of the CDIP team. And honestly, I don't know about you, Luis, but I've seen some aggressive expansive expansion uh, of, of CDIP as a company by hiring people all over uh, Latin America. And having two people from Brazil definitely will show us that what CDIP is made of, right? So without further ado, I think it's appropriate to invite them on. So welcome, Diego. Welcome, Victor. Hey guys, how hey, are what's you? Up? Hello, it's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, we're happy to be here. Nice. So, before we start, uh, I would love to talk about a little bit more about you guys. So, you guys are both based in Brazil, right? If I'm not mistaken, uh, Diego, you're in Sao Paulo, right? Yep, yeah, that's it. And Victor, where are you located? I'm living in Rio de Janeiro. In Rio de Janeiro. So you guys are based off the most popular two places in Brazil currently, right? Those are yeah. Like hot spots. <laughs> Actually, yeah. Awesome, awesome. How are carnivals? Uh, how are parties over there? The, the oh, carnival doesn't have too much of that, so I think Vitor should answer. <laughs> <laughs> I think the people of São Paulo comes to Rio in the carnival just to get shot or something. <laughs> I'm, you I'm can't kidding. say that, man. We're live. <laughs> oh, <sorry. laughs> nice. Yeah. Well, what if you you guys present yourself? Tell us a little bit about yourself. I mean, we we have the summary, but let's hear from you guys. What what's your background? What is your stock? And what are you working on right now? Uh, obviously, don't say anything confident confidential, <laughs> but. What are you talking? What are you working on right now with Ziptev, and how much are you liking it or hating it? Just be honest. <laughs> yeah. So, hey everyone, my name is Diego. I I have joined Ziptev, I guess, one month and a half ago. Uh, before I, well, I worked in a couple places, but mostly I have been working before as an aircraft software engineer for five years. And then I, I got the like the, the opportunity to join ZipDev and here I am. I'm, I have been working for a, a, a new US-based company called Accent through ZipDev. So it's been awesome, amazing experience. 
uh, we like ZipDev really knew how to use the remote work. So it's uh, been awesome. Like everybody's nice. You guys are awesome. So it's really cool to be here. Really happy to be here. Nah, thank you for being here. Uh, and I'm glad that you're liking working here in ZipDev. But how about you, Victor? Same thoughts yeah. or not? Yeah, same thoughts, but I, you know that I, I joined the same company as Diego, the same client of ZipDev. And actually, he does the, the most difficult job, difficult work. I, I am part of the the easiest one. Like, uh, I add a, a label on the screen, do this kind of stuff. <laughs> Meanwhile, so Diego, you're, like, yeah. You're a front-end developer? I actually full stack, and but I deal with Python most of the times in this this client. Meanwhile, Diego works with C plus plus and all the bytes and bits, this no, kind so of I, stuff. I, I have to say that no, that's not true. I have been <laughs> learning a lot of Python with it too. The thing is, just because it's C plus plus, everybody think it's hard, but it's not really hard. It's just C plus plus. It's not too pretty. It's another language. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a more primitive language, but just another language. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nobody likes it, but it's cool. It's fast. <laughs> <laughs> nobody likes it. <laughs> uh, I think I think I mean, there's a bunch of people that like it, but I mean, they're the the OG guys, you know. Yeah, I have a, a yeah, yeah. An older friend that he just just say that. People who know C++ suffered so much to get to know C++ that now they have to say it's good and they like it. So I think I'm <laughs> part of those people. Like, it's been years, what but is I, like, I uh, have to say it's good. <laughs> what is like that really, I, I forgot the term in English, but there's a, like this relationship where someone, let's say it's abusive to the other one, but the other one falls in love because like a psychological oh, uh, dependency. Uh, it sounds kind of like that. <laughs> yeah, it's Stockholm like syndrome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Syndrome. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's, it's exactly that. Yeah, <laughs> people will say C plus plus is is cool. It's because they know and they suffered a lot. <laughs> but what are you using to build C plus plus? Are you are you using it to build uh some like hardware based uh software like Microsoft? For microcontrollers, or are you actually using it for backend development on the web? Uh, so I, I don't know. I guess that's I don't know how much I can say, but uh, this is yeah. like the on the Take web care. page of Accent, so I think it's cool. Okay, uh, so it's <laughs> yeah, it, it's what we do mostly. Uh, Accent works with. Uh, it's called business continuity and disaster recovery, which I didn't know the term until then but uh, what it is is like and it's getting really usual unfortunately but uh, what the thing is you imagine you have like your company and you have like a lot of servers and uh, you have a host infrastructure and then you get uh, attacked by a ransomware so mm -hmm. what zipdev does uh, sorry Accent does uh, it is it provides softwares that are able to back up your data but in like a much more sophisticated way so like imagine you have like uh, i don't know 10 terabytes of data like very important data and you have like a server that's running and you got attacked by a ransomware or your 
servers catch on fire. I don't know. <laughs> what X can do is like, uh, like as soon as you're able to download the data, it's able to provide like a virtual machine with the whole server working and booting. And there's a lot of solutions in that way. Like there's one that's really cool. We don't work directly with it, but it's awesome. That's imagine, you know, Google Drive or OneDrive when you have it on your computer, you know, you have like a folder that syncs with the cloud. So they have a solution. Mm -hmm. It's just like that, but has like lots of tiers of security. So, oh wait, I want the last version of the same file. I want this file like from a couple months ago. So it's really cool. It, it's this cool. kind of stuff. So C++ is it's more all... like to play with the file system, those things that nobody wants to do. <laughs> well, yeah, it's way, way faster, right? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so actually, so when, when you were introduced here in ZipDub, they said you were escalation engineers. Yeah. So what's yeah. that about? Is that is that what you're saying right now? Uh, yeah. I, we actually, I myself, I say we are software engineers. What do you think, Ritter? Yeah, but but the, I think the, the position is escalation engineer. Yeah. Because we escalate the software. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. I, I like, think it's because uh, we're working uh, in the support, like tier three or four, level four, in support, and every every problem that is way too hard, way too too hard to solve, just in just looking logs and try to troubleshoot something, and they scale to us they send to us because we have access to the code not not because we are bad better than them but just only because we have the access to the code so what we do is try to solve this harder problems mm -hmm. that's why we're escalation engineers like the yeah. problems that just escalated to you or to you guys right yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I thought that it was something that I was missing, something, I don't know, another kind of role that I didn't know about, <laughs> another technology or something like that, but that's, <laughs> that's good to know. I mean, it, yeah, I, we, I... we do like regular development too, but a lot of the time we're on escalation. So yeah, it's just like Peter said. Yeah. And guys, so that's, I, fi I find something super interesting. So when when it started, it was mostly located on border cities, right? And now we are, how many countries I think Sivdiv uh, has invaded? We're reaching <laughs> 12 invaded. countries, I think. And and, uh, and like in our pre-talk, you guys mentioned you work with a lot of Russians, right? Uh, a, a lot of, uh, of your developers are based in Russia. So how does it feel? Because I don't know of your previous experiences, but how does it feel working with such a global team? Because... 10 years ago, that was not even possible. Now we've got people like us four, we're both located with different clients, we're both based on the same company, and you have other teammates in Russia. And so many people are working, the product is getting done, the product is being completed, and how, how have you guys felt working in such a modern? Uh... Uh, yeah, so uh, that's awesome, and it's really, really awesome, because before, uh, on my last job, I did have like customers in around the world. So 
uh, in like service providers, but it's really different because like Dan always always was like really formal. I would say, dear Mister X, uh, the, your solicitation, so stuff like that. And now uh, with remote and like with through ZipDev and working for like open-minded uh, U.S. companies, we have been able to work with people actually work with people from a lot of countries so guys from asia guys from europe and it's different it's not that dear mr i need help is like hey guy like you know, dimitri man mm -hmm. I, I need help uh this is my code what can i do so it's really really awesome to be able to like actually work have colleagues developers too that are on the other side of the world like call people and it's like midnight there <laughs> so it's mm -hmm. cool. yeah we, we like we, we act like a, a team a real team even the, the location are totally different diego said that because some some guys of, of support on level, level three for example they they are they are awake like in 3 a.m or midnight because they have like turns and we help each other and I think it's a trending of the, this new world, like, and you can work remotely from every country, from from home, which is um, the best. Thanks. Yeah, and and get access to more quality uh, developers, in my opinion, because when I saw that, even in Mexico and in the states, when the work's too localized, you you're limited to the amount of quality developers you can get, right? Because you might get two quality developers per a thousand people. And if your, uh, and your marketplace is a thousand uh, or a million uh, civilians, that means you can only get from those a million civilians, a thousand developers distributed by N companies. So your chances of actually getting good people to interdrop is reduced to one, two, three, uh, developers that you might even hire or might not even hire. And now we're seeing that all over the world, there's quality developers and all over the world, uh, a lot of people speak the common language of English, right? And there's obviously different levels, but communication wise and work wise, it's enough English that people can get actually to get into the project, get set and have effective communication, right? And there's, I don't know about you guys, but I use Grammarly a lot when I'm, 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 I got the Slack plugin <laughs> uh, for Grammarly and it looks like I speak even better than English. <laughs> I, yeah. I use Urban Dictionary. Mostly. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> you know, to, uh, to talk with the slang, to go with the flow. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, we, we mostly spend the time with other developers. So it's like with clothing, they don't really matter too much. So, okay, we, uh, we understood our English. It's perfect. <laughs> mm -hmm. But overall, it's awesome. And it's really cool. Yeah, yeah. but a, a nice thing, uh, I'm not entering in the, the issue of the pandemics, but it was it was good because it allows the, the companies of, uh, of hiring people of our, uh, the whole world. Because in Brazil, for example, the companies didn't, and hire people outside the, their own area. Like now I have friends doing interviews for Portugal or Spain, for example. I have a friend that is going to, 
to the east side of Europe, uh, I think next month. It's it's related good this this kind of training of globalization. Yeah, and and as a developer, it gives you it gives you a like a good uh, a good experience because you you learn new ways to work, you learn new cultures, maybe you learn new design patterns, something or something more technical that you didn't know about because it's more common in another country or something like that, you know? So yeah, I, I think that's that's really cool that you, like here in ZipDev, I think everyone that's being hired for ZipDev is working with directly with the client and their team. So you tend to, to meet people from a lot of places and I think that's really that's really cool that's what uh what I loved when I entered I actually posted uh, a screenshot of my first my first international call when I worked here in Zipdev we had someone in Brazil someone in Russia someone in New York and I think someone in San Diego uh, I mean four or five different cities where we were working from yeah and i mean that's i think that's awesome that's really cool just to to get to know more people globally yeah definitely a super unique experience and guys now that you brought up brazil i'm very curious to talk about the brazilian tech scene because mexico has getting a lot of news that brazil new unicorn company from 100 mil got a 2.2 billion dollar evaluation and we've seen a lot of companies that are rich in Mexico, like, I don't know if you guys know, if iFood, that's yeah, already in Mexico. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, Pago Seguro, that's already in Mexico. Uh, Lot, uh, the, the, the app where you can like buy and rent apartments, yeah. that's already here in Mexico. And last year, I, I saw news that New Bank went New from Bank. like a, yeah, like a two point something million evaluation to a 1.3 billion yeah. evaluation. So what's going on down there? Why are we seeing this unicorn evaluations? And why are we seeing companies like from Silicon Valley companies putting their offices in, in Sao Paulo and in, in, in Rio? Why, what's your opinion on, on that? Uh, yeah, I think Brazil, like for many years now, we had like a very strong, uh, like, basis to uh, build, like get new developers to the market. Uh, I myself, I, am, I wasn't like part of one of the top Brazilian colleges, but uh, even so, like everywhere you go, you, you see like people, brilliant people, like with all different types of uh, education and stuff in Brazil, like doing awesome code, like building great products. And I guess those people start trying to get their, their own companies going. So we have a lot of, and that's the term I always like it, it's uh, unicorns. So we have a lot of uh, unicorn companies doing amazing stuff, like getting uh, to other countries, like in, all around the world. Uh, having success and it's awesome to see like Brazilians doing that. So I think the texting here was always good, but now we're seeing like the fruits of that. 
Yeah, I think uh, some some years ago, the people was a little stuck with the technology, you know, but the, the new generation, like the, the young people are getting getting to the, the study because every day there's a, a new JavaScript and, and library and something new that in new people like my I have friend a friend who has like 20 years and he he, he gets everything in a blink of eye because everything is so so easy to to find and to learn there's like thousands of um, video lessons online I think that the people in Brazil now uh, and they turn on the their alerts on their heads and starting to to dig in in this new technology just to to get into this new fintechs like new bank and uber for example the young people are aiming in these companies right now yeah we uh, also there's this new bitcoin company that also mercado bitcoin that i think the total fun funding was two 200 million dollars and it's also Brazilian and and I mean, I think with countries like China and countries like the United States pouring money into Brazil as at a Latin American gateway uh, you guys are ahead of the market when it comes to unicorn startups so as developers how is the like let's say I'm a new developer as you mentioned I'm 20 years old I'm talented React, I got it in two weeks. I want to learn Vue.js, one week. And I know a lot of, I know I'm exaggerating with the time frames, but I got a lot of experience. <laughs> I'm talented. I wish I was where, like you, so. Yeah. <laughs> where, <Two weeks. laughs> this is a hypothetical. What would my next, my next steps? Let's say I'm located in one of your two uh, cities. As a young developer, what would be my next steps in Brazil? Would I try to look jobs outside of Brazil, or there's good enough opportunities with good wages locally. How do you guys feel about it? Uh, oh, go, go ahead, Peter. I, I would say that uh, the, the companies inside Brazil, they are looking into these guys who knows and are interested just in the new technology, because there, there are many startups and fintechs running and out of the, these minds that knows this new technology. But there are two uh, older companies that has much legacy code. So there are, there are markets for older developers to work with like older C-sharp, for example, and like Java, the old Java, and so on, I, I think. But but the most companies in Brazil are interested just in the new technologies. So I if you're a new guy work, uh, looking for an, a job, you can learn something, like not in two weeks, but <laughs> one month perhaps, and you get a, a nice paid job in Brazil if you know the, the right stack. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Vitor was going to say old technologies like C++, C++. but he, he didn't because I was here. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, I knew it. So, <laughs> so both yeah, Diego and, agree, and, yeah. and Victor, what technologies would you recommend to young Brazilians or not only young young Latin Americans who are getting into the tech scene? Let's say I'm 15 years old and I want to get a job soon because I want to study and I got my 300 pesos and I want to buy some Udemy courses. Which courses would you guys recommend? Because you seem to guys have different strengths, right? So maybe start 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 Victor and then Diego, if you want to follow up. Oh, sure, sure. Um, I, I would recommend like start with, if you know how to develop something or if you know algorithm, I would recommend totally uh, React JS for web development and React Native as mobile development because I've seen like thousands of companies looking for developers who knows it. And also Daniel asked me if I if I knew React Native for some reason. I yeah, want here, to send a, a hug for, for him. Hate here him. on, on Cipita, we, we were looking for like five new React Native developers. So mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's good. And, and yeah, another interesting thing is that in Brazil, the, the colleges, at least in Rio de Janeiro, they are changing the initial language because back in the day, they used to apply C and C++ in the first year to just introduce the, the algorithm. But now they're teaching with Python. So the, the student already know Python, which is a, a great opportunity in, to, to work in later, you know? Yeah, now that, so now when, that you, you... when you, sorry, go ahead, please. Uh, now, now that you talk about college, I wanted to ask how is, uh, how are universities in um, Brazil? And how's, how was like your experience learning technology or learning languages? Because here in Mexico, it's a, a common complaint that there's not that much level on on languages per se. I mean, you can learn a lot of stuff, but for programming, you don't. There's not that high level. So, whatever. If you ask, I think ninety percent of of graduates uh, say that they learned everything by themselves. So. How is how is that in Brazil? Yeah, uh, from what I saw and I hear from my colleagues, I think it's pretty much the same. Like in college, you get a good foundation, but I usually I well, I don't hear and I didn't see like actual high quality code being made in classes. I guess I I, I don't know. Maybe it's because there isn't enough time or. Maybe because the teachers themselves maybe don't know, but yeah, it's pretty much the same. Yeah, well, I think at, in... at least you are evolving into new languages or more, or languages that are better to learn, like Python. You mentioned right, because here I think it's a it's a mix. You can find whatever languages, but I think the most common is Java and C sharp. I, I think the the strong point of my my college at least was the the algorithm part was strong because they wanted the student to learn how to think about the the instructions. So I I learned in my college using C 
like all the the structs and the the queue like, the things yeah stuff like pointers and, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah I, i agree because 90 failed in programming so i think i was one of 10 persons who followed the the develop and stack or develop way uh if I, it exists because the the other one they went to like testing or something else like management management or yeah. analysis yeah so it's i think it's pretty similar here in mexico similar but, um, for me personally that. we started like college year we started out with c and it was one year of c then it was one year of java mm -hmm. two years of java and then you're like okay we're getting finally we're out of pointers we're getting into structures <laughs> we're getting into classes and then they throw everything out the window and then they, we go into assembly oh, Bro, oh <laughs> my god i'm like dude we went back 20 years <laughs> where, where can i apply this <laughs> and I think that's just a problem with uh, our current, maybe not, maybe not only Latin America, but I think worldwide, that technology goes so fast. Mm -hmm. As you mentioned, Victor, there's a new JavaScript framework every day. And schools have to create a program. It has to get approved by the board. It has to last at least five years. But in the tech scene, five years, you're a grandpa. So yeah. And, and they, <laughs> have to, they have to add books, right, to the, to the yeah. classes. And, you know, those books, you, you just read them and they are outdated already. So <laughs> it's really, uh, it's really annoying. But so for I mean, you, this... for, for, for you, Diego, what tech stacks and what uh, systems or what uh, technologies do you recommend as a young Latin America trying to break into the industry? Don't say C++, don't say C++. No, I won't say C++. Man, it's funny because, uh, uh, like, I, I had a, went to a technical school for, like, IT and then to college. But now, like, with the pandemic, I'm having friends, like, from very different areas. I have one friend that uh, he was, like, a... Uh, PE teacher, you know, physical education, and he started developing, like, uh, he was a personal trainer at the time, but he got out of his job, and his girlfriend, fiance maybe, uh, said, hey, I work with this, take a look, and he started developing, and this guy is now working, like, professionally, so uh, it's really cool, I think, uh, maybe the first thing I would think is, like, What do I want to do? Because I myself, I really like backend. I like having to worry about performance and stuff like that. So it's pretty cool for me. So for people similarly, I would suggest Python maybe. But if you like making a web page or application, you got like the guy thinks about the interface, the user experience. So maybe I I'm old so I, i would say go with javascript and then trying to find a framework but uh yeah funny because he says he's he's old and he looks like the youngest one right yeah <laughs> <laughs> is so, the best camera ever so it closes I, I that think, filter so i look beautiful 
Viego, Viego's guys who, who are watching, Diego's 39. And I'm 26. <laughs> and I look 31 and he looks 19. <laughs> yeah, and I look like 40. But... I swear. <laughs> well, so I want to take a, a small break to read the comments. I, I don't know how you feel about that, Luis. Uh, not many questions, but Alessandra yeah. says, hello, guys. Hello, Alessandra. Jimena Renteria says, nice and wow. Much love sent to Jimena. Najib feels like IBM. Yeah, IBM did open a research center in Brazil in both actually Sao Paulo and, and Rio de Janeiro. The, you guys, I think they're developing like AI cloud systems and stuff like that, right? I think IBM is like pretty, uh, how can I say like, uh, I don't want to say old, but it's, we, we have IBM in Sao Paulo, like from in Rio too, like mm -hmm. for many, many years. So they have a lot of cool projects. I have a, a friend that works there, like have been working for more than 10 years. It's, he says awesome things about them. I tried to enter in IBM when I was in college. <laughs> I failed. <laughs> do they yeah. do like a test to get in? Like the typical programmer test and stuff like that? Yeah, but there's like several phases. Like you, you have a, a test, then you have like a, a, a group dynamic, like doing stuff in a new interview. I, I got into this last interview, but there was uh, this other guy who was very eloquent. I was very introvert and shy, so I didn't get it. I know you, we, we cannot make you stop talking, man. What happened? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, there's right. another comment from Alfredo Garza that says, cheers, guys. So let's cheers. cheers. Just that. Cheers. Mm. And also, Ceci, uh, one of our recruiters, says hi, guys. So, hello, Ceci. Glad hello. you're here. Um, and let's invite the other people that are there in the in watching the live. You can ask your own questions if you have some some doubts on how Latin America is on on tech on the tech ecosystem. Or more specific, how are things in Brazil? You can shoot them in the in the comments, and we can we can read them out. Um, yeah. If... Yeah. Go ahead. Just echoing what you said. Comment, guys. Come on, ask me questions. <laughs> Don't be shy. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. What are your expectations here in? Let's say in Zipdep or not in Zipdep, but on your projects. What are your, I don't know, your objectives in the future? What do you want to do after working in this project? How do you see yourself in five years? I don't know. Oh, I, 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 I think one thing that's really cool about Zipdep is there, like, I have friends that have been working like for other companies through a company like similarly to what we do through ZipDev, but it's like they they get tired and then they are by themselves and that's very different in ZipDev. Like here we have like people checking up on us. We have cool like programs like this one and, and get togethers and stuff. 
and I, I there's one uh, like program in Zipta which I love is that it's the continuous learning, which mm. like the company uh, invites us to uh, get better like in a subject we, we understand that it's cool, it's necessary. So I guess for myself, I, I really like it. And I'm using it to get better at being a software engineer. So I just love doing this. So I think I, I for now, I just want to get better and be a, a strong component of my team. Yeah, yeah so, I am with Diego. So just uh, to, to comment on that, for the ones that are listening or watching us, the if you want to work in Zipdev and you're like, uh, whatever, what, what else can I can I get from them? We have that continuous learning program where you get, actually get paid for learning new technologies. So that's really cool because you you choose what you want to learn, and you are, you actually get paid for it. So it's like a bonus, yeah. and that's really cool. So so go ahead, you don't Victor. get left behind because sometimes when you're in a company and I. I don't remember if it was you, Diego, or Victor who said it, that you spend too much time in a company and then you get so used to their tech stack that when you switch jobs, you feel like you're outdated, right? Yeah. So with the continuous learning program, honestly, it keeps you up to date and you're getting paid to, to learn. So, yeah, oh, it's awesome. Uh, so, so I have Victor, one no. more comment that I think it's awesome. I think. Oh, Let's let's have Victor to to answer the same question uh, as you. What are your expectations? And then we go to to the comment. So, oh sure, I agree with Diego because I think we, we have plenty space to grow up. Because when I when I enter in this client, for example, uh, in the former company I was like senior, but when I, I got into this. I, when I when I met the the Russian guys and the other guys on the team, I'm like the uh, below the intern. I'm below the the trainee or something because I I saw that I know nothing about nothing. Let's cause... hope your client isn't here because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, uh, Victor is too humble, man. He yeah. has been teaching me a lot about Python, and but I I I get the feeling because. We have a lot of cool people working with us, like from the U.S., from from a lot of places. But there are a couple guys from Russia, man. Those guys are brilliant. Same, like, yeah. W when they talk with us about code, is awesome because <laughs> it's like, man, I want to get as good as this guy. And they are much older and um, have a lot of experience. But yeah, I know the feeling. That those guys are awesome. So I, yeah, they make yeah, you I feel like when, you're I, when I was saying I was thinking about getting to their level. <laughs> yeah, they make you think feel like you're a noob, right? Yeah, <laughs> but no, he's just being humble, man. He knows a lot of stuff. Yeah, On my no. first few days, he was explaining how to how part of the Python code base worked because I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Diego. I will pay Sorry. you Go money. Ahead, <laughs> <laughs> my my little nephew wants to say hi. Yeah. It's live. Say hi. Yeah. Yay. Hi, <laughs> I'm babysitting, guys. Those are <laughs> nice. Cool. Uh, so, uh, 
a pretty cool comment that Najib Fields, he's actually a pretty big economist here in, in Baja California. He's looking at the show. Shout out to Najib. Uh, he's based in Deloitte. So he makes this, this comment. Now that you guys know how college is in Brazil, would you go back to learn uh, how to code or would you learn it by yourself if you had the time to go back in time? Or you had the chance to go back in time? Uh, oh, I have to think. <laughs> let's see. Uh... If you want, I, I, I can. Like... I can ask that. I can answer that because I yeah, actually was was reading a post from a friend of mine on Facebook later today. I mean, earlier today. Sorry, I'm a native Spanish speaking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I was reading that comment that he said that how many times uh, have you been asked for your actual college degree and a lot of people said that never because yeah i mean that doesn't prove what what you know you know so it it proves that you went to college but doesn't prove that you actually learned what what you saw in college so i i always uh thought of it because uh yeah i i've never been asked for my college degree um, and I think that's really cool because it, it opens for people who can af cannot afford uh, a former, formal education. I mean, he can learn by himself. And we actually met someone who, who did that, uh, Saul, if you remember him. Uh, he was someone who was a homeless, actually, and he learned how to code by himself. And he then worked here in Sibdev. He worked with American clients, and he's now breaking it. And he's living remotely on a lot of places. Yeah, I think he, he has awesome. got married, right? Yeah, nice. he just got married, stuff wow. like that. Like he did a 180 on his life, and and it was through learning how to code. Yeah, so uh, I don't know if I would ba go back to college. Maybe I would spend that time to learn. New technologies. <laughs> so go ahead. I don't know who wants to answer it. And uh, can I uh, say a, a joke about this? Or yeah, do it. Come on. Hey, sure. <laughs> Where's your beers? Uh, so I think it's is important the the degree because here in Brazil, if you go to jail and you have and you <laughs> have not degree. You 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 go with the other guys, but if you have a degree, you have a, a special self for yourself. So it's cool. <laughs> when you're Brazilian, you have to think about the important stuff, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so here in Mexico, you get taxed if you actually are a college graduate. Really? In order really? to get your degree, you get a an, a tax because. If you have a degree, you make more money, right? But that's been proven to be false. Whoa, that's so, that's crazy. Yeah. Some people never, never actually they finish college. They get a card that is called carta de pasante, mm -hmm. which means pass card, which works. It means the same, you finish you, all the you, you, all the all the. But the only way the to get actually your degree is you have to go to our like in the United States is the IRS here in Mexico is called the SAT. You have to register that you graduated, and they're like, "Ah, oh, papi, money." <laughs> and then wow, you have man, to pay. That's it. crazy. Yeah. I I mean, we have something like that because there's like, uh, if you're a 
computer engineer, which is my case. Some companies require you to have like a, a license. That's, I never use it for anything it. good. It's called CREA and you have mm -hmm. to pay something every year. But yeah, oh man, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's so strange because I had a, a boss. He has, he, he was 24 years old in the time and he he had an, the, a degree but he was the boss you know and he, he knew how to develop and so so good so well so degree is not so important besides the the cell thing if you but go to in, jail. <laughs> yeah that, that's a good that's a good that's a good plus there in brazil yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so going back to the question would you guys go do, if you had a chance, go back in time, part, would you guys do college again? I think I would, because just because, like, where I am right now, like, I, I'm pretty happy, like, to be here and doing what I do and working with you guys and working a lot with Victor. But uh, there is, like, another side. One of my closest friends, like, one of the guys who I, I understand are one of the best developers I know, he dropped out. He's awesome. So I, I, I think both options are good. If you can go to college, maybe it's a good idea. But if you can work straight away, I think it works too. Yeah, I would go end, back to. At the end, is how how you how you manage to to use your your own tools, right? If yeah. you if you can have the college, you you would have to to use whatever you can from to learn something about it. Um, yeah, and just use it to your benefit. But sorry, Victor, go ahead. Oh, sorry, sorry. I would say uh, I will go back because um, besides the the technical skill I got in, on the college, there are some other important things I learned in there, like uh, how to to be an entrepreneur. I don't know if the the word is that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and in other stuff, like I have like s several different different courses in there, not only development. So I, I got friends. I learned learned uh, network and database and all the principles, the basic principles, which is in, uh, awesome to learn in the college. The, these things perhaps you don't get when you study from yourself because in this case you go straight to the point like you you want to build an, an app you google it and you see the code like and some some snippet of code and copy and paste and paste and it's done but in college you learn something else you learn the basics of it yeah, at, you at learn least. like the structure that yeah. you can build upon. So I agree with you. I agree with everybody, right? My one of a pretty good friend of mine uh, that I met in college, he dropped out. The best developer I know personally. He before getting to uh, his second year, he already was working with a Japan client. He went to Japan like three months, and he's like, "Yo, I don't need this. I already know everything. I'm gonna drop out." Cool. He already was pretty talented before even going to college. He started like at 12 years. Like that, I think it's 1% of the people. 
Mm-hmm. But for me, I started to learn the basics, see how the computer worked, how physics worked. And it gave me, as you said, Victor, the fundamentals. And then from there, I was able to learn a lot of stuff by my own. But one thing that I have not been able to get, and that's why I recommend people to actually go to college, not really the, the for example, here in Mexico, college can be pretty cheap or expensive. You have the option. I know in the United States, it's expensive, even if it's cheap, right? So it depends really on the zone. But for me, networking, that's what college gave me. It gave yeah. me access to 200, 400 other developers that if I need to do another job that's outside of CivDev, let's say, and I can get access to a Go developer, I can get access to a C developer because I studied with them. They became good friends. We went partying. Uh, I, I carried him when he was drunk. And he's like, <laughs> if I call him, I was like, yo, Luigi, help me out with this React project that I'm doing. He's like, yeah, man. Uh, that... Honestly, even working with Sibdev, Sibdev gives me access to, let's say, 40 developers by working with them. College gave me 500. Mm-hmm. Not only that, it gave me professors, which if you, if you take advantage of that and you create relationships with your professors, which I feel people don't do enough, and get their WhatsApp number, you can shoot him a WhatsApp. Hey, I'm having this issue with this, this ML model. Who else is more qualified than a doctorate in, in machine learning? No yeah. one. So maybe the subset of knowledge is not the most updated and it's not the most used. And maybe you'll learn the best design patterns. But damn, you're not going to get better and more qualified people there and in the future than going to those places. So that's my opinion, right? Uh, so personally, Najib, I would, I would go again and do it. Maybe not because of the knowledge subset, but because of the networking uh, that you're able to create. So that's my opinion. Yeah, the end is you have to get the best of the, of both worlds, as Miley Cyrus said once. <laughs> 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 so, so yeah. I mean, and I actually remembered about Alfredo Pinto. If you remember, so he he was a. It was a really good happy hour we had with Alfredo Pinto, yeah. which is. He actually is working with Zipdev right now. Uh, he came back to work to Zipdev, so a shout out to Alfredo if he if he's here. Uh, he's a really good uh, .NET developer, and he actually didn't went to college, and and he knows a lot of developers. He he actually has a like a uh, .NET development group here in in Baja California, so. He's really dedicated to it. He's really good, but I mean, at the end, is how how you manage to to go with it, right? Is how how do you feel better to to understand this world? And well, uh, I don't know. Let's read the last comment, which is from Albert Alberto Trujillo. Umberto Trujillo. It's a, he says, if you ever want to work in a different country, you'll need a college degree for the paperwork. That's true. That's true. That's true. Uh, so, I mean, that's uh, another benefit from, from having the college degree. Uh, but again, it's, it's not that you need it per se for working on development, but it's just a, a path you can you can take, right? Because, yeah. I mean, and like we work for, for U.S. companies and we live on our countries on our own countries and i mean that's another option so 
So yeah. Yeah, and shout out to Humberto Trujillo. Uh, talking about networking, I met him in college. He was a guest here, Happy Hour, for the VR and AR uh, uh, yeah. talk we had almost a year ago. Yeah. First, so uh, shout out to Humberto. It was like the uh, second or third Happy Hour we had. And Humberto would know about working in other places because he went to Japan to work for a, a, a while. He was doing his master's degree. Uh, he went to Japan and started focusing on a way to interact with a 3D, a three-dimensional plane via virtual reality. So very talented developer. Uh, talk about networking. So shout out, Humberto. Thanks for seeing the show. Yeah. Uh, and some regards to, to you since you were here. Uh, we had a, a fun time like a year ago. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we're going to the end of, of this live. Uh, the time flew. Uh, I was not aware of that we were actually almost one hour from, from the beginning. So, Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Can you see that that's, that's the time going, yeah. Yeah. When you when you're having fun. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> I mean, thank you so much, Victor and Diego. You you guys are awesome. I think you're you're really I mean, uh, the little time that I know you you guys, you're you're really good persons. You're really uh I don't know, I, I would like to know you in, in person. Cause let yeah. let's hope we, we can do that in the in the near future. Uh, well, Luis, now we have an excuse to go to Rio and Sao Paulo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 hit the carnivals. <laughs> I mean, February because the carnival. Yeah, we, we can eat picanha and drink some Brazilian beers. Yeah, nice. <laughs> yeah, come me in. I mean, it would be really rad, and maybe we can we can do a live happy hour from there. I don't know. Oh, that would be cool. That yeah, drinking cool. cool. person, that would be awesome. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. And I think it's part time for the most important question of the show. Uh, yeah. Right, Luis? Uh, so what are you guys drinking? Oh, I, I, I'm since this is the first episode in English, I bought uh, my favorite American beer, Blue Moon. Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah, I, I tried when I went to the U.S. for work. I always tried a lot of them, but uh, Blue Moon always was my favorite. Yeah. Nice. I'm drinking vodka or water. <laughs> well, uh, I'm drinking uh, another American beer. Uh, I was thinking the same as Diego, as this is the first one in, in English. I wanted to, to do it, uh, to drink in English. <laughs> so it's a Lagunitas IPA uh, from, a, from Lagunitas that is located in... Petaluma, California, and Chicago, Illinois. So. Yeah, they're no, a little bit north from here. And I'm a nationalist, uh, so <laughs> drinking a Mexican L. Uh, this is actually from Ensenada. This is Averaniega from the Wetland Brewery. And this actually won uh, in 2019 uh, gold uh, beer. So nice. fancy. I'm a fancy guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. So cheers, everyone. Cheers. Cheers. Uh, well, thank you for being here, Victor and Diego. Thank you to to our our public also for for being here and being part of this first episode in English. Let's let's hope we can continue doing this. I mean, 
it was a bit difficult to to talk about everything and you know it's <laughs> not our native uh language but we do what we can and i think we we nailed it so yeah thank yeah. you yeah, and well, it was a lot of fun thank you guys and let Thanks. us know down in the comments if you like the english uh setup if if you like guys like it we can bring more international guests we're starting with latin american starting with brazil that tech giant of latin america that's what <laughs> Forbes calls you guys the sleeping tech giant uh we might have a romanian developer coming up next so let's see what what goes from here uh but nice. for now we're sticking with latin america thank you victor thank, thank you, you uh diego any closing thank comments you guys nothing just wait for the next hopi hour i cannot say the date because we haven't decided it yet so just wait for it on our next posts and again thank you for being here and don't forget that we are on every platform uh, after this uh, live it's gonna be on youtube spotify google podcast itunes uh whatever you want so don't forget that that if you want to listen to the previous ones that are in spanish you can do it by look for by searching for the Hopi Hour podcast and that's it. Yes. Thank and you again. Don't forget for to follow us. Don't forget to follow us in all the platforms that you guys use. Uh and remember guys, comment. We try to to answer all your questions, like and share. And yeah. See you. See you in the next Hopi Hour. Yeah, see you. Thank you. Thanks. Bye.